Hey guys and welcome to Sport, Mental Health and It's All COVID-19's Fault, the longest titled show on Radio Carib. Um, I'm lucky here to be joined today by Dr. Simone Waragoda and Darcy Sands. Girls, welcome. Hello. Hi, how going? <laughs> Don't look so nervous. It's cool. Mm. It's cool. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> These guys are as flustered as they can be, but they're going to be superb. Um, so if you listen to the last show... Alex is is not with us, but um, we're still going to be going through the sporting careers and and life of these two guys that have been in and around football for a fair while. And obviously, Sim, you've uh, you've gone into mm. the medical profession, which which aligns with our mental health side really well. So true, yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Stating the obvious, <laughs> love it. That's a good start. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll start with Darcy because she looks like she needs to settle down. Um, just, <laughs> just talk us through yourself, Darcy. So, like, what's what's your main sport and and where did that start? Uh, football, but I guess everybody else calls it soccer. Um, I started probably when I was ten, eleven, and um, my dad, massive AFL fan, like bleeds through it, and I just wanted to play sport, and there was no girls team in the AFL so we joined the local soccer club and I've been playing ever since. Yeah right was your dad disappointed that you went to play AFL because I know I'd be the same if my kid wanted to play AFL instead of soccer. I I mean he's always been really supportive but I think (laughs) deep down he's like come on just we can make that transition across AFLW. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair I've seen you play football Mm-hmm. You'd have been all right. I, felt. Yeah. I reckon you'd have batted a few people. <laughs> Sim, your, no, yours is a bit different, hey? You mm. started playing soccer at the young age of... Um, I think I was in my early to mid-twenties. <laughs> 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 yeah, I started playing netball actually in primary school and grew up playing netball, doing a bit of athletics, school, school sort of sports, a bit of soccer here and there just at school, but nothing too serious. Yeah, no, you were too busy getting a proper career as a physio and then deciding that wasn't good enough and and yep. moving into <laughs> to be a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> what like I guess we'll 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 go into that. Like so obviously did you find not being massive on sport, like not being ingrained in playing sport, did it help or hinder physio work that you did? Oh, I didn't hinder physio work at all. Um still had a pretty uh, big interest in sport. Um and sort of health, health, you know, sports and recovery. And so physio, just doing that sort of course was, was excellent for that. Yeah. yeah. And then you got bored of it. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great career. <laughs> so for anyone listening, Sim, Sim plays in the soccer club that I coach and uh, she's the only player slash physio any club has got. And as soon as someone goes down, she runs over quicker than any other point in the game <laughs> to help out. 
Um, Das, I guess we'll go back to you. Like, this season, or the last couple of years, has been quite hard for you. Obviously, mm-hmm. in terms of you, you you got to quite a high level in your younger years yeah. playing sport. Definitely, yeah. I think I peaked early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I played, um, played throughout high school and, and really made that my one focus. It almost became my personality, I guess. Played um, in the higher levels through the state system and the Champions League and... And then, um, I mean, that's aged it straight away because <laughs> that's not I even know. a thing anymore, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it was good fun while it was around. And then, and then, obviously, you you sort of floated around a few clubs like Mombulk and and Casey Panthers, and then you found yourself over at Casey Comments. Yeah, yeah. So I moved down um, off the mountain and needed to sort of find a place to call home, I guess, <laughs> and. I, I spent a couple of years at Casey Panthers and, and that was great. Like the, the girls there were amazing and we had uh, Sunday night games under lights, which was really nice. cool. So we had we always got a big crowd. All the boys came down drinking their beers and watching us. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I just wanted something that was a little bit more of a challenge. So I came across to Comets. They were in the higher league and... <laughs> <laughs> didn't really work out, did it? <laughs> no, no, it was the the girls there are amazing, so I'm definitely glad I made that move. So like so obviously you want you came in to play and yeah. didn't quite work out how do you explain that? Okay. <laughs> so I played Cuz it wasn't that I didn't pick you. It, <laughs> it wasn't that. No, so I played the first year that I was there. Um, captained the reserves team and and, um, had a a season to forget, I guess. Wasn't many wins. (laughs) I don't think there was any wins. I don't don't think there was. Um, And then I unfortunately got into a car accident um, of Christmas time of that year where I was hit quite hard, T-boned and did quite a bit of damage to my back. So since then... Tried to come back, tried to play through it, but I think I just have to take a step <laughs> back and realise that walking is more important than football. So, well, marginally, yeah, Close. it was, it was <laughs> a tough <laughs> choice. <laughs> it, it's not a clear cut decision, is it? Nah. So, yeah, like uh, it, it's really interesting to get you two guys on because obviously, at the age where your football, you know, is kind of stalled shall we say through injury was about the same time that sim decided <laughs> to start playing yeah. <laughs> like it, it's such a That's weird probably true. <laughs> yeah. so sim like talk us through like obviously you played a little bit when you were younger and then what was your first introduction to soccer which is the one sport you've taken most seriously yeah yeah in my older years um <laughs> what was my initial introduction again um i think it was sort of during med school i just you know needed a bit of a a nice healthy outlet and uh, <laughs> good balance and soccer is just great for that. You've got the endurance, you've got that community feeling when you sort of join a club and you know each club's different, each club has their pros and cons. But um, And South Yarra was unbelievable for that. South yeah, Yarra yeah. as a football club is top end for people that are just there for a social and a good kick. Yeah, that's right. Nice and nice and cash, but also you can be competitive if you want to. Um, great girls there too. Not um, the team we had. We couldn't be competitive. <laughs> we we won. Run. No, we drew one game. We that drew was, one. That was because it was raining. And that was puddles. better than me, so don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Puddles on the pitch. That's how we won. 
Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I yeah. remember that vividly. Actually, I was working then. But, um, yeah, so got into <laughs> got into um, soccer and it was great. You know, multiple times a week you're doing sort of good exercise, moderate intensity. It's good, good um, – what Moder- is? Moderate intensity. Okay, moderate to high. Someone's not trying hard enough okay. at home, <laughs> are they? Like- You've just absolutely done all the girls over. He's <laughs> gonna go okay. I heard it was moderate, so we're stepping it up. Let's do sprints. <laughs> Next preseason is stepping up a peg. <laughs> yeah, and so from then it was like I was hooked. It was um, pretty great. Yeah. Mm. No, that's good. Like what's – I mean – We'll, we'll go into that a bit. Like, so from a medical perspective, mm. what are the benefits? Like, forget what you've experienced. What do you, what would you say are the benefits to people's mental health in playing sport? Because I sit here as an unqualified fat guy mm. that's had depression preaching about it on the podcast. But what's the actual <laughs> the actual benefits? Well, don't quote me. <laughs> but, um, Every be the like, show T-shirt with "Don't quote me." <laughs> Look, mental health—it's so complex, and um, you know, it's it's um, having a, a healthy outlet is something that everyone sort of needs to find, whether it's through sport, arts, you know, music, anything that you sort of enjoy. You just have to find sort of the right outlet. And so, with sport, you get out there. You might be having a really, you know, low day or anxious day or stress day, and then. You just meet up with the girls, don't you know, your club, your teammates and sometimes you don't even have to talk. You just go through the routine of just running, jogging and then you just the endorphins that are released through activity, physical activity, just helps to sort of calm you a little bit, I suppose. You're right, Darcy. Do you get endorphins from running? <laughs> I get a pain. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I do understand where you're coming from. I think even like the – just stepping into the change rooms, mm. it's a completely different like – the moment you walk through that door you forget about everything else and you see the girls or and you know they're talking about this or they're looking at a photo from the weekend yeah you know someone's copped a ball to the face and it's just everything else you forget about Mm. and it's just that the social side of it's massive as well that's right it really it's it's really important for for mental health you're right yeah social side sort of physical side it all sort of combines and it's um yeah it's it's um, very useful (laughs) Good stuff. We'll listen to a song and we'll come back and we'll talk about the social side of the game. Because I think... There's only 
Hi, my name's Paul Kennedy and I'm a sport reporter for the ABC and when I'm not listening to the ABC, I listen to Radio Karam. Tune in and enjoy. That was a well-picked song there for Darcy, So Much Wine by the Hanson family. Easy, easy. Yeah. First day out of lockdown, mate, yeah. you're going to be on it. Don't, don't, don't worry, plans have been made. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, like, speaking with that, like, obviously we've all lost a fair bit of our social connection um, during COVID and that's why this title of this show is that COVID-19, we're just going to blame it all on that. But what do you think is going to happen? Like Darcy, we'll go from a, a social perspective on you. Like what's it going to be like re reigniting those sort of friendships and relationships after yeah. a while? Yeah, tough. I, I'm, I am a little bit anxious about it. I must admit having been like alone for so long, like you... I was saying to one of my friends the other day, you really realise how much you like a person during COVID because if you can hold a conversation for more than 10 minutes, then you know they're actually a friend. Like if you're, you know, you do that, hi, how are you, what's new? Oh, nothing. And then it's dead, (laughs) dead conversation because you're not doing anything. But those people you can talk with for hours and hours still, even during probably one of the most boring times of your life, they're the ones that I guess for me I've realised... They're, they're the people that I'll be putting my time into now because it's it's a bit more precious now. Mm. Yeah, no, like those people that you can talk absolute drivel to yeah. for half an hour, 40 minutes just to fill the day and you're like, yeah, neither of us are that bored of it. Yeah. Like it, it, it's massive. Like that's a, I didn't realise myself how much – I thought I didn't do anything. To be honest. I thought I never went out, I never did this because of X, Y, Z, but you, really, you actually did. You know, you do – get yourself out you do socialize even in in things like soccer even the chat with people at the cafe and stuff we haven't had that mm. um sim i'm gonna slightly off the sports up but like i've have you seen that a lot of people have struggled with that particularly like that lack of connection like you know old ladies that live by themselves <laughs> with two bunny rabbits <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's um, COVID. COVID isolation has been um, quite um, quite tough, quite challenging for a lot of people. Um, 
and definitely, um, definitely sort of loneliness was, was quite key um, over the yeah. last 18 or so months. And it's, you're right, like trying to sort of find ways to sort of address that loneliness, whether it's like having those video chats with someone or having someone drop something at your door, sort of COVID safe wise, um, is it was really sort of important. You do, you, you do try, you, those, those sort of um, people who feel lonely or even those who weren't lonely, just, just in general, everyone found COVID or still is finding COVID quite tough. And it is having a bit of an impact on sort of mm. mental health. I think a thing for me, though, is there's a lot of people that nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. There's the guy that lives next door to me, his wife's in hospital for three months. Can't go and see her. He's about being his mid to late 70s. Mm. Nothing's going to change for him. Do you know what I mean? So I yeah. think we need to, as much as we're all excited to get on the beers and, you know, drink too much wine and all that, like, just, just for me, and I can be quoted on this because I'm not Sim, um, like just, just check on certain people cause it, it's not going to change massively for everybody. You know, some people would have isolated and, and by over their own choice or not, they might've been cut off. And I think that's going to be, that's another side that we haven't thought of. Yeah. You know, yeah. we've all gone freedom day, book up the pubs, love it, yeah. but not everyone can do that or will do that. So it's going to be harder. I mean, that sort of brings you on to social circles and sport and, and something I've tried to help produce. And, and Sim, you were one of the first people I brought in to the club when I came to do this, was to bring that social side and and have a good group of people. Forget their football ability because, you know, you can't get everything, but the right people makes a massive difference. That's exactly right. Like, um, it's the culture of the club. Like, you want people to come to the club and feel welcomed, feel like... Um, they're not a stranger. You want them, you know, you, you want to feel comfortable wherever you go. And I feel like the group of girls we have at Casey, Comets, they're just personality-wise, they're really nice people. Everyone seems to click really well too. Mm. Like there's no individual small groups. It's it's everybody together, which is a ma- like a massive feat to get, yeah. what, 20 girls to all like each other. That's yeah. not an easy thing to do. And the fact that we've done it is is insane you just give them a universal figure to dislike that would be you (laughs) that would be me (laughs) exactly see you guys are getting on too well 20 full length sprints bye (laughs) but it's true though like there are some clubs where you know you some you know you hear different stories from Mm. different people and some people don't feel as comfortable at certain places and you know sometimes you get feedback you've probably had feedback saying oh you know we've actually felt quite welcomed here Oh, uh, yes and no. Like generally, generally, and this is, <laughs> people are more keen to give negative feedback. Mm. You know, like especially when you're playing a sport and you're paying to play, mm. you're more likely to give the negative stuff. You're not, there's not many slaps on the back and well done. But it, it's huge. It's huge. I've played enough sport. That that ethos is very rugby orientated where I come from. Football's a bit more sort of each man for themselves. Rugby is very much... No one steps on that pitch if you don't want to back up the, your mate. And and that's a kind of thing that we want to get across. And the women's women's soccer, I don't know about foot, football or hockey or anything, but those divisions in the group are huge in most mm. most environments. And, and it's something I, I've tried to cut out. And it's positive to hear leading players say that that's not the right thing to let happen. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, like this club has got me a 27-year-old like super close with a 17-year-old who's about to go through year 12 exams. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Like it just, yep. you don't see and that. And a 35 year old doctor. Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> Not 35. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but that's the extremes. That's the extremes. Yeah. Like genuinely, as much as we joke and laugh, we had a 41 year old that was playing in our reserves who fitted in oh, yeah. amazingly. Yeah. Yeah. Was universally probably the most well-liked figure at the club mm-hmm. yeah. with players younger than her own kids. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that's what and that's all in one senior environment. It's it it's incredible that and that's what sport does do, you know. Yeah. Sim off air was talking about endorphins and <laughs> words that no one understands or cares about. But like the the fact is it kind of it does bring you together because you have that unified thing that that you all want to do. Mm-hmm. And here's what <laughs> I'm expecting two different sides on this one. But like team building, huge. Everyone bangs on about team building. Give me each of your different versions of the best team building weekend for a sports club. (laughs) Uh, Because you just think I'm going to say everyone goes to the pub. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that social side of it, like (laughs) it's when you let your guard down and, and it's not as serious that it becomes a lot easier to make connections and and yeah I'd say weekends like going to Torquay and yeah you do your beach session in the morning but from you know 12 o'clock onwards it's it's all social it's all you know everyone goes to the beach together everyone goes to the restaurant together like Mm -hmm. those are how those connections are made because it's all well and good for me to stand next to this girl and run with her and call her my teammate but it's, you know, at nine o'clock at night when she's crying about her boyfriend and I'm holding her hair back. That's when you make those big connections that last yep. a lot longer. 100%. 100%. That's right. Like they, you find teams that if you get along, okay, look, not everyone's going to get along. That's that We don't live in a perfect world. But if you kind of get, get along sort of outside, off the soccer pitch, mm. it actually really, really helps on the soccer pitch because it's all about sort of gelling on the on the pitch that's how yeah. sort of you can sort of progress yeah. forward but I agree with you Darcy I think yeah you need that good mix you like team bonding activities dinners you know just get togethers in a social environment that's so it's useful. interesting you say that because I always think of going out on the beers is that a lazy way of doing it I think it, it has its place it 100% does I listen to a lot of podcasts around ex-professional footballers who hated managers that didn't let that happen but it's too easy. I think the more inventive you get, the more you'll see a 27-year-old hanging out with a 17-year-old because they found something in common through some weird thing that they didn't know. Mm, I mean, forgets. Did either, <laughs> did, did either of you guys go to Mansfield? No. No, no, we both didn't. So mm. we went on a trip. Of course you didn't. But like, we went to Good Mansfield. <laughs> we went to Mansfield and um, the electricity went out in the cabins. And some of the girls, it was interesting. I'm going home straight away. But you're not. Mm. You're standing in that cabin in the dark. Yeah. You know, like, because they couldn't. But you saw leaders come to the front. You saw people be like, don't be silly. Like, let's get some candles. Let's, Mm. you know, have a seance. Whatever they did, like, they they enjoyed the night anyway. And um, I think there you find leaders that you would never have expected. Um, Yeah, which is, which is. Because it is more than football. We're not at a level where this is our career. Mm. This is not our full-time thing. We're there to enjoy it first and foremost. And I think making friends... If you can go away from any club and say you've made a friend, 
which is why I drag Sim everywhere because <laughs> I know she likes it. Like, <laughs> exactly. You that's could, it's nice. It's you could special. not dislike Sim. Like, there's yeah, no way you could impossible. dislike Sim. Like, you would have to be heartless. She's got two personalities as well. She's got the Sim personality, <laughs> and then when someone's injured, she just changes to Doctor Sim, and you just love Doctor Sim just as much. It's like, oh. okay, everybody, calm down. I'm like, oh, Sim's here. I can be calm again. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like, please pass me the ball. It's so polite. Yeah. No, I'll shoot. You shoot. No, I'll shoot. Yeah. Someone gets injured, step back, I've injured. So <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden there's an authority that comes, yeah. but it's still, please. Yeah. please. <laughs> it's still so nice. But like, Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, it, it's, I think it's a difficult balance. And, and so, say we're at the second division, so the second highest league in the, in the state. What are you, what's you guys reasoning for, I guess, being at the club? Obviously, Darcy and your other sort of roles now other than playing mm. um what's what's your main role and outcome that you want to get that helps the girls that 17 year old that's going for a year 12s what are we trying to do for that player to help because football has to be an escape mm. yes they have to work hard but they've got bigger fish to fry in their life what's yeah. what's your aim for for not just this club any club you're involved with going forward suppose it's um you, you try to be a role model in a way you you want to show these young girls that um you know you can be sort of it's going to sound really cheesy but like um, strong independent women yeah, um, I get that. I do you get know that. what I mean like you yeah. you know you're gonna have knockbacks you're gonna have to like jump over hurdles but you can still do it put your mind to things and um showing them that yep you can enjoy sports and and just learn how to sort of balance life Mm. yeah I guess for me it's it's sort of like you know I I feel really humbled when they come to me for help like whether it be you know I can't get to this game or or I've got a problem with my parents or things like that like it that's what makes it kind of worth it I guess that also sounds really cheesy but Mm -hmm. like to know that you know, someone else can lean on me. Mm, they make, trust makes, you. Yeah, make, makes it kind of worth it because it's long days. Like, you mm. know, Tuesday and Thursday, you're there at 4.30. You don't leave until 10.30, 11 at night. Like, it, it yeah, it it does make it worth it. I mean, it's dedication and you, you wouldn't do it if you didn't enjoy it, if you didn't see the benefits of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, perfect. Like that, and that's what makes the two of you guys, in your own ways, leaders in in what we do. And I'm sure if you moved on to any other club, it would be the same, because you have that outlook of, of not just mummying the other kids as such. It's well, they love to call me their mum, though. Yeah, I got do. a Mother's Day present this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> it's not like it. There's yeah, that's that's what leaders do, and 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 there's many different types, and we'll look at that as well as a. Uh, going into the depths of what's been the hardest point of each of your careers after the break. Oi, 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 oi. IGA, it's shopping nights. IGA, where the price is right. Seaford North IGA, for your groceries and liquor. IGA Express, there's nothing quicker. That was Help Save the Youth of America by Billy Bragg. And a great advert for IGA Seafood there. <laughs> it's got us all laughing. Um, yeah, so we were just talking before the break. And, uh, like, we'll go into, like, the hardest point of your career. Like, it can be anything. It can be 
trivial like being dropped you know that might have been the hardest thing you've ever gone through it might be a severe injury it it could be an argument on the pitch I mean I've had plenty of those when I was playing but like Das what would you say what would you say was the, the hardest thing to deal with that, that you came across oh, I mean I am injured and it is hard to deal with that yeah. but I'd say probably the hardest part it's not one point. It's sort of like the entire career is like making sure you don't become complacent. Yeah. And like keeping up that commitment and that level constantly, it's 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 quite hard. It's, it doesn't matter how passionate you are about it. If it is pouring rain outside, it looks like it's about to snow and you've got to go and run out for like, what, two hours soaking. <laughs> it's so easy to just be like, oh, I might just stay home tonight. Like, and, and that's... It really is like an ongoing mental battle to stay, you know, on top of it and not get complacent because that just breeds laziness and mm. that's probably in saying that like I can't, I can't play at the moment, but <laughs> and that's hard. But I think it's probably harder to stay committed either way. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Do you think that little bit of coaching experience you got this year made that even harder? Because it, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> As a coach standing out there. I mean, not that I'm jealous of anyone that's running yes, at all, but preach. like, <laughs> I think when you've looked at the weather and it's cold, wet, yeah. you know your feet are going to be blue and soaking. Yeah, that was the hardest like, part. My toes <laughs> every time, and they're like, pass that ball back, and I'm yeah. like, oh, they might snap off. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't move. I can't move. <laughs> and then you do a bad pass, and then everyone's got no credibility for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know that feeling. Yeah. No, it, it is. It's an ongoing battle. Like you, you do think like, geez, I've got to go and stand there, you know, and you have to try and adapt that session to make it more fun in that weather. Mm. So it may be different, but you're still standing there getting freezing. Wear gum boots. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you should see the Jesus. look Dean just gives him. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely get that. Like there were some days where I'm like, oh, I could just do this again. And I'm like, no, that's just getting complacent. Like I've got to spend the time, make the new session make it, you know, interesting so that they stay interested because the second that interest drops off from the girls, it's, you've lost the battle. You can't come back from that sometimes. Mm. So what did, what did you do then, like, when you were playing particularly? Like, what did you do to go, yeah, all right, the weather's a bit rubbish, but get your boots on, let's go? Yeah. Because um, I used to fold. When, yeah. I, when I played <laughs> sport, I just didn't go. Um, I think... When I was younger, it was it was more so that I didn't have a choice <laughs> because it was I I would go like from school mm. to football. Yeah, yep. and I knew Mum wasn't coming until nine o'clock. So yeah, you know, and Tough. then you know, yeah. So it was like, yeah. If it, if if it was different and I lived down you know down the street and I just had to, I could walk home, it would be a big bit of a different story like and also you kind of in the back of your mind it's like well you know my parents are going out of their way to drop me off and pick me up and with the Champions League it was I think every third week in Shepparton like who am I to then be like oh it's a bit wet (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) also how the hell do you know what the weather was in Shepparton before mobiles always (laughs) damn hot I'll tell you that (laughs) Sim I don't imagine that you've had issues with being motivated or yeah. feeling lazy. I, does uh, that resonate with you? 
Look, we all. I'm, I'm um, trying to. No, I'm not <laughs> I'm lazy. I'm positive. No, no, lot, definitely not. I'm better all than the you two. <laughs> no, no. Look, there are days where you're just so tired, so fatigued from days' work, and um, I just kind of. Like, yeah, I've, I, I've never been tired from a day's work. <laughs> but I just find that, like, just coming onto the field and then just, just exercising, kind of, just gives me a bit of energy, actually. And it sounds. But like, so, so I imagine your life to be. I don't know if you've ever watched Embarrassing Bodies. Like that's how I imagine your life. Just looking at warts and <laughs> like horrific injuries and stuff. After you've God. had a day of doing that as a doctor. Yeah. How do you get yourself to go, I'm going to go and get shouted at by an overweight man. With who, a bad accent. Who, with a bad accent <laughs> who thinks he knows best. Like, in the what? rain. Yeah, in the rain. What? Like, what it's, do you think? Like, It's because it's the team. Like you want to uh, go there. It's, again, that social aspect. It's the, it's the exercise that you're going to get out of that, that training session. Again, you, you know, be, trying to sort of maintain sort of a healthy routine. And you kind of, you want to do it. Nothing sort of turns, nothing yeah. really turns you off unless. Yeah, and like having having interesting trainings and, and pushing yourself at training, it does it. You know, I, I want to go, I want to get there half an hour early and just <laughs> crack balls into the back of the net because mm. it's, you know, it's what you want to do. But uh, yeah, it it definitely makes it that it pulls you in. Mm, the, it the does. People, yeah, it's like a magnet. Mm. <laughs> yeah. What about like have, have either of you ever been dropped like? Genuinely dropped for more than one game just on performance? No? No. Um, I, don't, I don't think I played too high level. On, on <laughs> <laughs> There's always been a need for someone. <laughs> no, That's not, not in a performance. I've, I've had my fair share of injuries. Yeah? They, they hold you back, which is... It's rough, yeah. like, because it's, it's completely your control. Like, if you're not doing the exercises the physio gives you, it's nobody's fault but your own that you're not on the park. What happened? What about um, what about when you, you know, you're you're out injured? Do you go to training? Like, because I've I've never been as a coach. I've never expected injured players to turn up to training because I just think it's demoralising. Like every now and then, show your face, mm. but every week, I just always thought that would be demoralising. It's a it's a real individual thing, though. Like yeah. for me mm. now. I've got my own car. I can get there. You know, I've got my... Ha- I'm not, you know, like... I don't have kids or anything that I've got to get home to. So, for me, I'd want to be down there. But then you look at some of the other players in our team whose parents are dropping them off. Are they really going to want to sit in the car for two hours? Mm. Because for them to watch, like, it's it's tricky. I wouldn't do it as a parent. I, w- I wouldn't drive my kid there to watch. But then, like some got other stuff to do. some of the injured players, they're they're still part of the team, and they um, coming to training sessions. Definitely coming to the games. It's they're wanting to show their support, and for them, seeing the girls train sort of can lift their mood because they're like, oh, you know, I've I've you know, done an ACL mm. or I've done an ankle, and it's motivation you know. to get better. Yeah, 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 and just again seeing the girls like just. Can s- or seeing just being in that environment, being outdoors, the fresh air rooms. in your face, like the change room's wild. Mm. Those girls are crazy. Mm. Like just sitting in there for like you know twenty minutes before training. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I never even thought of that till just now. Like as the year went on, more and more people got there earlier and earlier mm. to just do that. 
I never. That's only just clicked with me. It started with a couple of the two Gippsland girls mm-hmm. and Brabba, who was on last last <laughs> time we had the show, like getting there stupidly early because the country players seem traffic. to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tra- they always say that there might be traffic, and there never <laughs> is, and they're always really early. But that ended up being five, six, seven, eight people by the end of the year being there early. You know, and yeah, might be mm. a fair shout. I think. I think there's one thing like, and I want your advice, your opinion on this, Sim. Like mm-hmm. a, a club I worked at back in the UK, they had a look, they had a chaplain, so there was a, a kind of religious element to it. But, and I know that's not going to hit with everyone, but that that person was just an independent entity at the club who players could go to and moan to about coaches, playing decisions, tact, whatever, even life, like... And it seemed to be at the beginning, this woman stood there and did nothing for a couple of weeks. By the time I left that club, that poor woman did not have a minute to breathe. Like, Mm -hmm. because there was a queue of people like just going to talk to her. Do you think, do you think in sport we need more external supports? Because players, I know players will be uh, dubious about coming to talk to me about stuff that's going wrong. I mean, it would be useful if if the if the clubs can sort of facilitate that sort of option, um, yep. definitely, because um, you know there are a lot of unforeseen things that occur in an individual's life, especially during a season. A season's what six months or so, well, nine months. You do nine pre- months. Nine if months, you're included in pre-season. Yeah, yeah. and so um, yeah, having that sort of external, um, sort of I suppose non-biased person to sort of. Yep sort of debrief with confidential confidentially um is is ideal but um obviously i think at each club you do have sort of again some of the more um i don't know what the 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 people darcy's. That, yeah the more the darcy's <laughs> that you can sort of approach and sort of um debrief with sort of confidential uh, confidentially um in a, in a safe environment so sometimes even if you don't have that option at a at a club there's always going to be a few individuals that you can sort of voice your concerns to those sort of people will come to the fore as well i guess like it, i just the interesting thing for me was always that this person was independent like mm. she came from i think it was the local church or something but mm. it just seemed to have such a positive effect on the players because they got to voice opinion without you know if you go to the team manager they might relay it back to the coach if you go and moan to the coach he's going to think you're a bit of a douche yeah. like, you know like so to have that independent support in place I think I think it's something we're going to try and look at mm. to an extent as much as we can facilitate but I think going forward sports clubs would do well to to try and do that a bit more we'll come back and we'll um we'll talk about a few more things and a bit of advice on how to get better how to, you know, when we're struggling, how to move on and, and things that we've used as a three of us as techniques and strategies, I guess is the word. Yeah, enjoy the music. Josie from Space Folk, and when I want to stay groovy, I listen to Radio Caram. Cause, cause you make me cry. 
Guys, welcome back to the final part. Um, been fantastic so far, but we've just got a couple more things we're going to go through and then we can uh, all go and get on the beers like everyone else in Melbourne's <laughs> doing right now. Um, so, obviously with injury, that we, we've sort of loosely spoken about getting past it and stuff. And uh, But, like, we all know it's difficult. We all know it's horrible. What what kind of things do you do to divert yourself when you're injured? Because I, I know for me, when I've got injuries and and stuff i'm rubbish with doing what the physio tells me you know i'll go and ask all the advice and they'll say do this exercise three times a day i'll do it three times once a week (laughs) do you know what i mean like it but aside from the obvious which is doing what physios tell you doing what doctors tell you like how how do you make yourself do that (laughs) i think you just got to listen to your body um it's important to know your limits because as much as the physio knows your muscles back to front, like it's... Well, that would be an issue if your muscle was back to front. <laughs> that was cheese. That was beautiful, Dean. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm here. <laughs> um, yeah, you just got to really listen to yourself and, and know where where your limits are because it's all well and good to say, you know, you should be doing these exercises and, you know, by this date you'll be fine. Like you can't put time limits mm. and put things on it to... You've just got to be flexible with it, like... I from where I was 12 months ago to where I am today is a massive difference but I am petrified to step on a pitch. Yep. One wrong knock and I don't know where I'll be. So it's it's just me listening to my own body and waiting until I'm comfortable enough to take that next step. Do you reckon it's the first time you've properly done that? 100%. I've gone back from injuries early before because I was young and you know Even a year ago you did mate. You went and played a couple of games a year I ago did. that you shouldn't have done. I did, I did. In hindsight. So Yeah. It's, it's hard though, isn't it? It's hard because we have that attachment because you want to hang on to the social side. You want to hang on to the the endorphins and all that. So <laughs> like you want to hang on to all of that. And, and you've got to, re- through no fault of your own most of the time with injury, you've got to let that go. Mm. You've got to let all that, or you feel like you've got to let all that other side stuff go. And it's, the playing, I think, is secondary at best yeah i i didn't think that i like i thought i was all right until that um southern game oh no the southern game sorry the game at southern that we played south melbourne yep so it was like a big deal a quarter final really exciting and, and that was probably the the hard part for me like having to step back and be like you know you you could be here yep if you know the stars aligned i guess but so that that was a bit of a mental struggle, I guess, trying how, to... How do you keep, though, as a team manager, you're obviously going through that in your head, but you've got to be pumped up and there for the players that are there who are nervous. Yeah. You know, like that we've got a young squad there. They're nervous as anything, mm. playing against former, current and future Matildas. I know, that was wild, yeah. <laughs> and we've got, you know, girls that were playing under 14s two years girls ago. Girls that have got homework to do when they get home. Yeah, yeah. exactly, you know. Yeah. They can't even have a beer afterwards and say, well done. Yeah. How do yeah. you how do you keep yourself in the mind frame of... Because, every, you know, it's all well and good being selfless, but we all have that. I think it, that it comes back to, you know, that initial... The connections that we've made. Like, I don't want to let those girls down... Any yep. more than they want to let me down when they step out there. So as much as the things that I'm doing aren't, you know, obvious to a lot of people, um, 
that it's still, you know, essential to the way that the team operates. So it's important Massively. to know. It's Massively. crucial. It's yeah. so crucial. Yeah. So hopefully. You have different tacks, mate. Like there, there's, you took on the team manager role and you did almost everything but the team manager role. Yeah. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? I mean that in the best way possible. Yeah. The hanging the shirts out and stuff was back of the priority list because there was so many other things that you did do yeah. that, that I couldn't do yeah. as a coach and Alex as a coach couldn't do. And it was, no, it's, it's massive that you, you managed to do that. I mean, Sim, you obviously with injuries, it's a bit different for you because you'd have such an intrinsic knowledge of the mm. physiological side of it yeah. that you know exactly what to do. How, do you find it hard? It's well and good going, oh, you need to do this, 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 Mr. Jones to get better. Mm. When you have to do it. Yeah. How good are you at it? Um, not the best patient. <laughs> Don't listen to my own advice, <laughs> I have to say. Yeah. Um, but it is. It's crucial that you, you try your best to sort of listen to the advice that you're given because that, that way you can get back onto the field sooner rather than later. If you get – if you if you – Go hard too soon. It's just going to prolong the recovery time, and then you mm. you um, just adds to it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I've only ever known you be injured once. I've never known her to be injured. Uh, and it's, slight it's thigh strain. I so think it was, wasn't it? Can't remember. Well, I think it was a slight thigh strain, which meant one training session missed. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if anyone else gets injured, they're out for six months. <laughs> <laughs> That's her default position. Up. Yeah. Oh, Kick to the knee, six months. No. <laughs> Fingernail damage, six months. <laughs> like it's that's a blanket rule. Like yeah. Players say to me, Oh, should I talk to Sim? I was like, No, 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 no. Doctor Death. I ne- <laughs> Doctor Death, I need you on Tuesday, mate. I need you f- you've got to be fit for Sunday. Talk to yeah. her on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll give you the I'll give you the actual, like, you know, proper time frame as how long it's gonna take to sort of recover and then take off the Dean tax. And then Dean's sort yeah. of around. <laughs> <laughs> Take off the. We don't have enough players for you to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> Just strap. No. <laughs> strap it. She'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it, it's it's amazing, and and I think one of the big things that we had at Casey and look, we're not the only club. There's clubs that do it. There's people that bring together a really good group of players. I think the the personalities that we have made it an enjoyable place for the players to be at. The no splitting of groups. I think people's mental state. If you know you're going to play sport and you don't like this set group of people. It makes it really awkward for you to go in because you're like, oh, I've got friends, but I don't like them. And you guys, not me, I didn't do anything. I just shout. But like you (laughs) guys eradicated that. (laughs) I just shout and get there early and expect to be treated well. But (laughs) (laughs) you guys are the ones that get there, work your backsides off and, and I guess manage yourself. Like the players manage themselves and, and that seems to have worked well for, for us. Mm. And it, it's made it a great place for... And I think people... One of the biggest compliments I had was people saying, your team look like they enjoy each other's company. Mm. They work hard for each other. It, but it also... you What you're forgetting is that they're working hard for you as well. Because they have a lot of respect for you and that's a massive, massive part of it. If, if, if you're on the sidelines screaming at them and, you know we've all seen it <laughs> it can get like full on i guess the word is um it but that the second they step off that pitch it's it's gone because mm-hmm. they yep. understand the the process and they understand the way it works and and that's massive and it's also positive just because I, I sound angry when i'm saying well done but there has to be 
I, I would say I shout so much because it's there is a lot of compliments as well. And it that's where you can lose players if it is all negative. Mm. Because in life, if someone's just telling you you're doing a rubbish job constantly, even a little well done for making the tea properly, you know, like is a pickup. Mm. So, yeah, yeah it's... It, and I think we, yeah, we have a good group and, and it does work. And I think the diverse perspectives we have make that productive for us. And um, Yeah. And the, the, the mutual respect that that covers everybody from, you know, the, the last bench player to the, the girl that, you know, pours the beers at the bar. Like it's... It's, as a club, it's it's really important to have that sort of equal playing field. That's exactly right. That word, mutual respect, actually, that's a really good good phrase. Yeah. That's exactly exa- what it is. And, yeah. that, and that's <laughs> where when people say they work hard for each other, not with each other. It's Yeah. It's for, it genuinely yeah. is. I know Sims made a mistake. I'm going to work hard to recover that mm. to save her and help her. Yeah. Not... Oh Jesus, Sims mucked up again. Yeah, I've got to clean up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've been a part of teams where it's like that. It's it's you know you come off yeah. the pitch and it's like, well, she's not doing her job, and it's yeah. like, well, then you step up and do it for her, and she'll help you next time. Like exactly, and it, it it's great, and and I think because of that, you guys can tell me if I'm wrong. We haven't had the mental, we haven't had people hating being there. We haven't had one person. We've had a few players come and go across the season, but I don't think we've ever had someone hate being at. Yeah. The club and around the players, which is phenomenal. Like yeah, phenomenal. So yeah. mm. um no guys, thanks thanks for joining us. It's been interesting. Probably the most overqualified guest I've had on any of my <laughs> podcasts or radio shows ever, Sim. Talking about me? Uh, <laughs> well thanks for having us. It's a men- <laughs> it's a mental health show, so yeah, you probably are one of the most <laughs> overqualified guests. Super unstable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can't even walk down the stairs. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, no awesome. And uh, hopefully I'll have you guys back on soon one day. Thanks, Dean. Right. Thanks for having us. Yeah.